Hey Zrifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is episode 101 of the Zwiftcast. Coming up on this episode. Exciting news, Zwift releases a roadmap for the upcoming trainer season. New tarmac, new home screen and new functionality for clubs. We've got details and analysis. A rare thing, Zwift creator John Mayfield grants a long interview. And as usual, when John talks, it's worth listening. And a big new eSport event, the World Champs, on an unpopular old course, plus the route reveal of Le Tour de France, Femme avec Zwift. Well, thanks to everybody for their kind and positive messages on episode 100, which I shared, of course, with my compadres, the king of Zwift Oz, Shane Miller, and the prince of Zwift Racing, Nathan Guerra, both of whom join me as we embark on our second century. G'day, Shane. Uh, I see we've been riding night and day to secure your Zwift local legend status. Oh, look, I'll come out firing with the one. This is the worst feature update I have ever seen <laughs> announced or released. Um, I dig into why on my YouTube channel very soon, but look, it's a, it's a non-starter. There's nothing local about a globally accessible segment. And look, what I'm sad for is I've got no hope whatsoever on reaching the targets <laughs> that some people have set. So, Well, no. you, yeah, I know you're in rant mode on this, but save rant mode for... <laughs> Uh, later in the episode, because we have arguably more important things to do first. But, Nathan, I'm really serious about this, mate. Given your insane levels of fitness and unmatched racing experience, I'm assuming you are going to be seeking an entry to the Zwift World Champs, the official UCI-sanctioned, super-exciting, all-new Zwift World Champs, uh, which are running on the old New York course. But you are, (laughs) you are, you are going to seek an entry, Nathan. Tell us now you are. So I actually, until I saw that question in the script, I was like, huh, because I was chatting with Martin because I'm working with Martin on the qualifiers. I can't do the qualifiers. Um, Why not? I'm working. I'm uh, talent. So Uh, I have to work. You're excluded. (laughs) Also, the other side of it, though, is I could ask. (laughs) So there's that option. I mean... You have a point, but I don't know. I got to, there's a lot, like the moment I saw that, you got my wheels spinning, actually. There we go. Here we go. It's a new Zwiftcast campaign. Well, no, no, we'll get you in, mate. We'll get you in. It's a Zwiftcast campaign. It will eclipse (laughs) all that Tron bike nonsense. No, hang on. There's a Tron bike reference. There we go. There it is. There it is. No, no, we can forget all that now. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, we can forget all that rubbish now. No, I don't know. No, hold on. We found out on Zwift Community Live, live during the broadcast, that Kate Bates is your counterpart. She has done hey. the exact same thing. She's done the same mileage. She checked it out, or the same climbing, and she went and checked it out and was like, I didn't register. And I'm like, you're the Schofield at the women's side. <laughs> I, am, I am gratified to know I'm not the only fool in the world. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on. Mm-hmm. 
More on those two subjects coming up. But first, well, this is really big news. The thing that Zwifters have been pleading for since the year dot, well, 2015, but who's counting? That thing, it's here. Yes, the Zwift roadmap. The exciting new stuff that Zwift is planning quite soon. What are they up to? What are they working on? When's it coming? Well, maybe more like when is it roughly approximately in broad terms coming? But, you know, you can't have everything. Yes, that thing. It's here. Our cups literally runneth over, listeners. It's a big new PR initiative aimed both at the community nerdy Zwifty obsessives that's us, and the grown-up proper cycling media, and it's called This Season on Zwift. Initially, at the start of the trainer season, and then maybe expanding to several times a year. T-S-O-Z, as we shall call it, is, I'm certain, going to be a really big crowd-pleaser and an expectation raiser. We'll discuss why Zwift has chosen to do this in a short while, but let's get to the cheese, eh? The first TSOZ briefing took place two days ago and the embargo has just lifted. So, what's coming up? Here's the headlines, then we'll dive into what we got told, what we know, when it might come and what we think of it. Boom! An extension to Mercury Islands and you thought New York was futuristic and Blade Runner-ish. Boom! A brand new home screen, a completely new way of interacting with Zwift. And boom! Clubs has made a Lazarus-like resurrection from the seemingly dead and is about to get a jolt of new functionality. OK, details. The extension first, a new tarmac is incoming. Neokio will double the mileage on the Mercury Islands world. It's a cityscape in what HQ is calling Perma Night. Always dark, you say? Well, no, because this is a feast of neon. Huge flashing graphical displays and a ton of stuff HQ characterises as, quotes, a high visual energy. End quotes. Hell, some of the pedestrians are even dancing. It's fast and flat and very different from the other worlds in that the roads are narrow and you're very close to the buildings. Much more constricted type of feeling. All the roads converge on a spot called Holo Avenue. Yes, there are holographic happenings and that's the epicentre of the neon overload. Neokio is connected to Umetsi, as you might expect, and this is a glimpse of how Mercury Islands are going to expand in the same way as Watopia has. One teaser, there's a monorail. To quote HQ, catch it and see where it takes you. Hmm, what could they mean? Right on! Well... I mean, this is a big first. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about and hearing from John Mayfield later in the episode. But the thing about revealing new courses not in-game, even as teasers, I mean, that was something John really never liked to do. This is a complete change of strategy from Zwift, and we will discuss the implications of that in a little bit. But first of all, let's get some reaction to what we've seen. Um, over to you, Shane. This is, uh, this is Neon City. 
Yeah, I don't associate cycling with what I've seen there. I associate cycling with Belgium cobbles and, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I want the purest in me looks like, you know, all the neon signs and the neon lights and the perma night and I'm, doesn't do it. I've got to ride the thing, but from what I've seen, no, it's a no. Oh, well, these things are subjective. They mm -hmm, are completely mm -hmm. subjective. I mean, it's not my, you know, uh, it ain't Watopia, that's for sure. Uh, Nathan, I'm sure, assuming you were of a slightly more modernist outlook than us <laughs> two old stick-in-the-muds. I don't know, maybe some people in some eastern countries are triggered by you guys right now. Like, <laughs> like, I, they're like, I ride in that all the time. What are you talking about? You know, so, but... Um, but aside from that, I think it looks amazing. I'm like, sweet, let's go. I just kind of like wondering if I get to start pulling out fifth element gun, guns at a certain point or something. <laughs> My gamer comes out a little more seeing this place. Um, there's also kind of a cool hint uh, during that that said maybe there's some more functionality somewhere. Yeah, maybe yeah, just yeah. something a little fun, but not really, you know, uh, well, Probably the monorail. As far as I want it to go, you know, yeah. but definitely the monorail thing. Catch interactivity. It. Yeah. Catch it and see where it takes you. Oh, no, yeah. Can't quite work, work out what that might mean. Bike on a train? Hmm. Hmm. Coffee shop. Go to the coffee. virtual coffee shop. <laughs> well, maybe. Virtual, virtual noodle bar. Ramen. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, people will have their views on this. I mean, it's certainly exciting, it's certainly very different. Uh, it's certainly visually very vibrant. Um, do we do we do vibrancy? Do we want vibrancy as we're sweating over the handlebars? It's going to hurt I some potatoes. Right. Some potatoes are going to fall <laughs> it over. It is going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is going to hurt some potatoes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's. Yeah, let's not dwell on, on potato owners. Um, so the next thing we should probably discuss is is when. I mean, we have no inside knowledge of when this is coming. Uh, you would assume that if Zwift are headlining this, that they're not going to keep people waiting for too long, Shane. I mean, we saw a little video of it as well, a, a kind of little privileged peek we were given, and it didn't look too far off. Um, definitely pre-Christmas, I would have I, thought. I was just about to say, it has to be this side of Christmas. There needs to yeah. be, I mean, that's that's leading into peak Zwift, which is usually the first week of Jan, I think. Um, Certainly, but the holiday yeah. period, when people have time to ride and to get re-energised, um, it, it's got to be by then. Look, regardless of my thoughts on the new roads, um, new roads always do well. It's always yeah. a reason to jump on and explore. And the, the winding roads and the corners and the turns with this, there's a lot to explore. Um, given it's off, you uh, may so we don't have to then load a new world. We can actually extend our rides. That's cool. So I'm looking for a, a ton of route badges to do and maybe some rebel routes as well from Zwift Insider. So, yeah, let's, let's have a look at uh, what they can do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, November, I reckon, Nathan. No inside knowledge whatsoever, but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm thinking November. Aren't you? Yeah, I think, I mean, with putting it in here, the second this tease comes out, I guess it is this season on Zwift, so they kind of have to throw everything yeah. in. So maybe there's some pressure there that regardless of the timeline. But I would always get the feeling that if Zwift do say anything, it's coming really quickly. You know, it used to be the Eric mm. Min ride. It used, you know, it used to be we would get these little tiny hints or Easter yeah. eggs. And now that they've just put it out there, I'm like, this is probably coming pretty quick. I also think that perhaps on the dev side of things, it's lagged with McCurry, and this was planned with McCurry. I don't, I, mm. I have a feeling that this is like should have been there originally, or that they, maybe they wanted to sneak it in. So I think it was pretty far done once we got McCurry, from what I'm thinking. So pretty dang soon. 
exciting. Okay, let's discuss the next little exciting thing. Okay, next, the new home screen. We're getting a new home screen in a phased rollout. Don't expect this next week. The plan is to make Zwift easier to navigate, reducing pain points on certain platforms. Apple TV, we're looking at you. It's a bigger, much more detailed home screen with a series of panels presenting quickfire options to ride free, ride socially or compete. The ambition, say HQ, is to reduce the time it takes to find and start an activity. Visually, it's a big change, and while much improved, my guess is it will surprise a lot of Zwifters because it's so very different. Social riding options will be more prominent. Another fact we got given is that social ride choices for Zwifters are longer sessions. Zwifters ride between 15 and 30% longer if they're in company. Much like real life, I think. We've seen a preview of the new home screen and accessibility of everything is much, much improved. Uh, this very day, Shane, there is quite an active uh, thread on Swift Riders with people complaining that they have to start the game to get mm. access to their garage. Uh, or garage, Nathan, as you would probably say. Um, uh, this will address that and a number of other things. I mean, it's not the most sexy of updates, but it's overdue, and I think it'll be hugely welcome. For sure. Uh, a lot of people complain about the Zwift UI being clunky, being complex, but Zwift is complex. There's so much you can do. Yeah. Um, you can you jump in, you can do a workout, you can do a, a workout plan, your training plan, you can do a pace partner ride, you can do a meetup, you can join A, B, C, D, E. In there's, there's so much to do. So presenting that in a way that keeps everyone happy, it's not going to happen. So I suspect people are going to look at this and go, I hate it straight away. But yeah. like every new iOS update or macOS update, we get used to it and we roll on. Uh, this addresses a number of issues uh, that a lot of people bring up. And that is, look, I want to equip myself with a mountain bike before I go and ride the dirt courses. I want to choose my jersey before I jump into the pens, etc. Um, or I want to check my route badges and things like that. Also, I did notice that the pairing system was sort of up in the top corner. It wasn't sort of front and center every time you load Zwift. Like, here's the pairing screen. I'm like, forget about it. I've already paired last time and the time before and 4,000 other times I've loaded Zwift. So if that can move the pairing uh, system off to the side, which it needs to be. It just needs to work every single time. That's awesome. Um, also, dropping into an event. Now, I didn't quite see how that works, but I'm fingers crossed that when you join an event, you don't have to start a ride to start an event like you do now. If that is the workflow or the, the process of actually joining an event, you go straight into the pens, oh, life's going to be good. So it's just the little things that I picked up on there. As for the layout, eh, it's always going to be hard to present that. Yeah, I mean, I, put, I think you put your finger on it. People will probably look at it first time and go, what? Mm -hmm. what what's going on there? Because it's such, such, such a big change. Uh, but a big focus on accessibility, uh, quick accessibility. You can find what you want and you can find it quickly. Um, one thing that caught my eye, because it's long been a huge bugbear of mine, is there'll be a big expansion in terms of real estate, screen real estate, on ride description. So mm -hmm. you know what you're going to do before you get on, which, I mean, you know, that's that's bugged me for ages and ages and ages. Choose a ride, you don't actually need, sometimes don't even know which world it's going to be on. 
so I think that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be well that and a lot of other things I think are going to be going to be very welcome on this. Um, Nathan sadly has uh, has dropped off our line, uh, but he he does say he's coming back in a minute. So we'll press on uh, <laughs> and we'll press on now with the next new thing. Last and possibly most important in terms of its implications, clubs is finally going to start yielding some of the promise it showed at launch. Work on it basically stopped last year, but now it's about to be supercharged. The details as we know them are this. Swifters will be able to create and join a club, any club, in a few simple steps on the companion app. Any Zwifter over level 20 will be able to create a club. Any Zwifter, regardless of level, can join a club. Club owners can then create a club event. Hallelujah. Again, it's a few simple steps on the companion app. This will have huge appeal to IRL clubs or just bunches of buddies. This really is going to be huge. And maybe best of all, a club event will have a shareable link. Yep. A link you can share on email, on WhatsApp, on whatever. Click the link, a few more clicks, you're signed up to the event. This is a game changer. But hold your horses, Swifters. This is not ready yet. It is coming this season, but a lot of it will be post-Christmas. Well, build as third, Shane. But long term, I think this could could be the most important one. For sure, I think we've we've called all along that uh, the ability to create your own clubs, create your own uh, f- what do you call it, following um, community, run your own events autonomously from having to contact Swift and have them run things in their calendar and things like that. This could be huge, and if every single cycling club has a club on Zwift and every little group of cyclists has their own little club, Zwift just sells itself, doesn't it? Like everyone will go and get a Zwift subscription without telling people to, you know, hey, go and get Zwift because Zwift told you to go get Zwift. You're on there because your friends are creating something new. I I think this could be an absolute turning point um, to just take this through the roof or, you know, really get, really grow that pie as Eric has spoken about recently. Uh, I'm very keen to do it. I'm, I'm so happy. I really want to do a GP Llama club and I want to send out a link to people in the live stream so we can all join and all go for a ride and just see how it goes. I think it's going to be huge. I do. Yeah. I mean, this is what we wanted for forever. You know, mm-hmm. just easy, easy functionality. You get a link, and that's it. You click on the link, a few more clicks, yeah, and you're in the event. I, you know, I, I just think, I think it's like you. I think this is going to be absolutely huge. It looks like a kind of under-the-hood thing, but it's huge. I mean, the implications are massive. Nathan, I, you know, for uh, your big thing and Swiss big thing, you know, creating communities, growing communities, riding with communities, this, this I hate to use this, terrible cliche again but it is a game changer huge game changer um on the club's front this just reminds me of everything that kept me coming back to gaming over and over again as far as community goes i stopped playing solo games because i was like this is a waste of time and then met up with this competitive slash community go have fun do accomplishments together space and was like i couldn't go back I don't get solo player gamers anymore. They don't make any sense to me in any way. And so um, this uh, is just going to increase that pull. 
and uh, get people more connected in really cool ways in which they can kind of create their own, I don't, you know, and what I saw, I'm not sure it's going to bring the whole guild colors and flair that you can kind of personally have. We'll see. I'm not positive yet, but uh, I'm hoping that that comes along with it more and more where people can really identify themselves in some cool ways, even if it is a little bit on the generic across a lot of people can use that side it still does something and people can get pretty creative using stuff together in those uh, community spaces so I'm, that, that's a lot of fun that's a ton of fun and then you can go out and kind of out of that you get these you know we'll get more clubs that kind of make names for themselves in, in different ways too so that'll be cool as well where like you know dirt has made a name for itself you know the, the tfc you could go the list goes on and on well this just increases that functionality uh, for people to make a presence, like put their flag in game, which is lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a big thing, this. A really, really big thing. Now, uh, the dreaded words phased rollouts were used, Shane, which uh, to me is code for uh, be patient because this is a little way off. I think this one is... Well, I think I think a few people may may see it. I think they'll do some selective testing pre-Christmas, but I think the the, the vast mass of Zwifters, this as a, a ready for prime time feature, I, I'm I'm thinking probably probably after Christmas. Are you getting the same vibes? It's something that they'll need to make sure scales well. Uh, remember the Yenzi effect when we had uh, our first yeah, group rides yeah. with uh, Yens Void, and we had uh, I think two to three hundred people join. What, what were the numbers back then? They were so low compared to what we do these days. But the servers were falling over, people were lagging, people were dropping out of the world. It was a nightmare. Uh, similar with this, this could be big. We could get groups we've never seen on Zwift before spin up their own events. Let's just say we get a pro gamer from you know, a, a Twitch streamer who has forty three thousand plus subs jump on and just do their oh, send out a link. Boom. This thing could yeah. be huge. Uh, so they'll need to make sure it scales. So I'm okay with the phase rollout. Um, have they called it FutureWorks? That's usually the kiss of death, isn't it? Calling something FutureWorks? I'm not sure. Uh, it no, I me. don't think Okay, good. It is. Well, I don't think so. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. That makes me so jealous, actually. <laughs> I'm like, where was that? Like, five years? Oh, you know yeah, how much years. work I do in the link? The link? Like the link, how much heavy lifting and like (laughs) everything that's been, oh man, I want that link like five years ago. Anyways, it's great to see. It is great to see it, and, it, and it's all very exciting. Uh, let's dwell for just a minute or two on, on, the, on the principle uh, that Zwift have established here, which is brand new for them, very, very new for Zwift. I do think it'll be widely welcomed, uh, including by me. I mean, I, you know, I think, uh, well, all three of us actually, I think I've been saying to them for ages that they should do this. Uh, however, it's not without risk because expectations will be raised. Uh, so on the positive side, a glimpse of what's coming, well, it's just a good thing. I mean, you know, there's, nothing, there's no bad things you can say about that. Gives people reasons to stay on the platform and to be excited about the dark days of winter coming up. So it is a good thing, Shane. I think we can agree. Can we or are you going to express reservations? Uh, rubber's going to have to hit the road, else it'll become yeah. another meme. That's and that that's happened in the past. Um, I'm, I'm sure Zwift are very very conscious of this too. So I'm reckon I reckon this is a calculated play. I think this is pretty much polished uh, for them to be able to talk about it in public uh, because the last thing they'd want to do is talk all this up, send it out through the media, which we're going to see in a few hours time, blast out through the media on all channels. It, it would, but there's actually nothing delivered yet, so they're going to have to deliver this, or people will be like, ah, oh, cried wolf again. They've got to be very careful with that from a PR perspective. 
Yeah, yeah. The pressure is on, Nathan. Benefit versus risk. Where where do you uh, where do you sit on that scale? Well, I mean, it is a problem solver. If you have a trouble delivering, well, put the pressure up. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, apologies better, to the engineers. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry guys, it looks we put this out there. Now everybody thinks it's coming. Wow, Whoosh. it starts spinning. You know, I mean, I work well under pressure. That's like my go-to. So. Uh, you cramming for the exam? Get the A. Let's go. So I don't know. That's maybe a little bit there, but I also think this stuff is. I also think their processes and their organizational stuff maybe over the last year or so uh, has really gotten to the point where they're super confident that they can deliver what they're telling us they're going to deliver now. Um, most games do this. Everybody knows. Like, there's actually some pretty cool releases. Hearthstone comes to mind for some reason where you like know all the cards that are coming. They do like card reveals for the Hearthstone card games and you already know like kind of what's coming and people start planning how they're going to deal with that expansion. And then there's opinions out there about the expansion and all this stuff and the media kind of hypes it and that's how the game keeps people coming back to it. So I think that's also a good play on that front too. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course behind the scenes, they, you know, they've been hiring madly. They're still hiring Zwift and, you know, hiring at some scale, I think. Uh, we do get little off-the-record briefings and uh, kind of new faces have been introduced to us. Uh, almost every time we have a meeting with Swift, they, they wheel someone new out who we've never seen before to talk about uh, a feature that's coming up. So there's definitely stuff going on behind the scenes that we probably don't know too much about. We get a few hints about that mean that they do feel confident they, that they're, they're in a good position to deliver this. I, I don't think they would have gone ahead with uh, this season on Zwift without pretty high confidence levels. So, there we go. I, I remain to be proved wrong, of course, and might well be, but hey, that's Zwift. Right on! Okay, still lots of exciting new stuff to be discussed and put through the Zwiftcast mill, but this is worth noting. John Mayfield, the game's creator, only rarely speaks at length in public, and I think it's fair to say he kind of almost never gives very long interviews. He did make an exception for the Zwiftcast a couple of years ago with an extended interview, Took me a while to convince him to do that, actually. John neither courts nor appears to relish publicity. So when he does grant an interview, it's always going to be worth listening. My friends at Cycling Tips persuaded him, well done to them, and as part of their very good From the Top podcast series, they featured an interview with both John and CEO Eric Min on their latest episode. It was mainly about the Zwift story from the beginning, and we kind of did that last episode at some length, so I'm not going to dwell on that aspect. What is interesting, however, is John discussing his new role at Zwift, Avid listeners will know John moved from a frontline role where he was basically kind of head of everything to do with the game to a position in research and development. In 2020, like there was a big push to scale and, you know, I was going to end up in like 40 hours of meetings a week. Um, like I wasn't, wasn't going to enjoy that. We had hired a person that had a a very specific way that they wanted to help us scale our processes, right? You need like a, you need good processes in place. It wasn't the way that I thought was right. It's not how I've seen video game companies work that make a product that like the, the designers know is going to be fun or they think is going to be fun. There's, there's intuition and there's passion built in. It's not about what process did they use to come up with how they design a game. I don't know. It just, it didn't seem like 
it was right for me. I, I never actually wanted us to get this big. I mean, I just want to build something cool for people that like bikes, right? Like that's my concern. I don't, if that's only 3000 people or if it's 3 million people, whatever, right. As long as we're having fun doing what we're doing and building something cool, like that's, that's all I really care about. Um, but I, you know, I get that this is the real world and we got to like scale the company and, and, uh, make it bigger and better. And hopefully it allows us to actually make a better experience for more people. And that's obviously the, the end goal. Um, so I transitioned over to like a place I can do R and D work, right? Like get back to those projects, like the VR game or the, this is where I built rowing was in this R and D sort of role. Um, just try things that aren't like our core thing. Like they can scale the teams up now to sort of take care of the cycling. And I'll look at, uh, maybe like an impactful crash bug we have, or maybe a, a new gameplay mode or whatever, right? More freedom to sort of operate like almost like a little mini startup within Zwift um, and try stuff out that's maybe years away. It's a bit bittersweet. I really liked the, like I said, I'm really nostalgic for those early days where it was a small startup. And I, I really enjoy that. So I'm kind of like less impressed with how big we've gotten. Like that's not, again, that's not really the goal, but that's not to say I don't sit back and be like, wow, I can't believe there's like, you know, I'll log in. There's 27,000 people I can ride with right at that moment. Like, that's kind of cool. Uh, fascinating. Two two big takeouts for me. Uh, John really doesn't like sitting in endless meetings. Well, hurrah to that, John. Who does? And two, he's now basically operating, and he described it. He used his words himself, uh, Shane. He's... Um, He's operating as a mini startup within Zwift. Really interesting. Truly the beating heart of the game, he remains, I think, Nathan. John, at heart, is not a meetings man, he's a coder. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one little tension, I think, that was between the community and Zwift for a long, for a long time that was misunderstood is that I, I spoke to John personally and he was like, I want to do all these things. Like he was like, this is like I have all these cool ideas. I want to try every single one of them. You know? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. And I always, when I talked to John felt him looking at me with his hands tied a little bit, you know, and yeah. that's that, that thing you heard from him a little couple, well, Zwift's not going to be that. Zwift's not going to be that. And I feel like he's kind of going into the, into the dungeon and like going to do all these cool things and shoot at the board until Zwift can be that. <laughs> like, like it's like well can at least it can do that though and i just spun up this cool little thing so i like that that's pretty that's awesome to hear that he's doing also kind of what he originally loved to do that is where zwift came out of and you know quality product it also it's always like that base foundation you know in order if you're going to make a business and so it'd be cool to see some new product come out of that that's, and i'm pretty hopeful around that because if john gets at that he usually is pretty successful yeah, yeah. Well, already the new pack dynamics, which which is, is something else new that you know we'll probably probably see this side of Christmas. That's that's a product of John's um, new role and new little department he has. Shane, I think it's not beyond the bounds of possibility. You know that John was so clear there that he's just not interested in the scaling process, the business side. He's he's. Just, I, I just don't think he's interested in that. That's not what turns him on. It's the code and the game that turns him on. You know, it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that he could have left Swift. And it sounds like this new role has almost been created to keep him at the company. Um, do you think that's going too far? Or, or do you think there was a risk that Swift could have lost John? 
Hey, it's only a job. It's not life. It's not a limb. It's not an arm or a leg. It's only a job. So, yeah, people move on. Um, I'm, I'm glad he's still around, though, especially given the code base is a lot of his original work. Yeah. So he yeah. is going to be an invaluable resource for them to go to and say, hey, why is the you know why is this this way? Why is this? Because he's going to have the history behind it. A lot of the time, it's isn't it that monkey thing up at, up the ladder? Like they get zapped and then all the new monkeys are introduced and they don't know why they don't, don't climb the ladder because you know things have changed because that's, <laughs> that's the way it always was. Um, uh, John is the original monkey. No, is that the no? Hang on, my analogy's wrong. <laughs> um, Chief monkey. No, Chief yes, monkey. Exactly. Head monkey. Someone like John. I mean, look. To, to give him credit, they're absolutely genius with code and being interested in things and being able to solve problems technically and produce content that we all use and produce products that we all use. Um, there's a big difference between creating something and maintaining something or creating something yeah. and then scaling yeah. something. Big, big difference. And I think we saw and we, we heard in that podcast about the, the shift of management in a few roles that they that Zwift wouldn't talk, wouldn't talk about at all. But I'm glad uh, Wade Wallace actually addressed that. That is a part of Zwift's history. Um, things change and I'm glad that there's still incentive for John to be there to rock up to go to work and be excited about something and potentially look there's still like everything you always chip away chip away chip away you might strike gold you might find something that's awesome and it becomes the next big thing I think we're all kind of looking at that in our own certain ways too um, so for John to still be there I, I'm, I'm happy to see that I really am yeah, I think all Zwifters ought to be, actually. He is he is the heart and soul of, of the game. Okay, uh, this next clip is really interesting. John was asked if there's still room for innovation in indoor cycling. You can still, you could still probably release some cool stuff for cycling or for running or for whatever, like, and it could be viable, especially now with the App Store and stuff. I don't know. It, there's some neat, there's tons of things that we haven't built and we will never build that we've that we've thought of like this would be cool for cycling indoors but that's not it's not going to be what Zwift is it's not it's not on our radar it's you know somebody built it it would be fine and i kind of wish like that next person would you know build that next experience and make a neat little experience um doesn't have to be a threat to like peloton or, or other big companies like like uh like swift there's there's room to innovate still there well, there is room to innovate, and it might not be Swift that does it. Well, he invented Swift. He's qualified to say that. That's super interesting. I mean, he's probably right, Shane. Um, there's always room for innovation. Problem is, I don't see the current competitors innovating much. Ah. <sighs> This is a tough one. This is a really tough one because we always see competitors come along and they're like, oh, oh, what are you doing different to Zwift? Oh, we're doing this or we're doing that or we're doing racing or we're doing yoga or we're doing better workouts or AI and you know exactly who I'm referring to with all of those referrals. I'm... It's difficult. It's difficult to make with what we've, you know, with the hardware that we've got, the trainers that we have, the technology that we have, and the computers we have. How do we make that experience um, interesting, and how do we keep it fresh? I don't have answers on that. If I had answers, I'd be consulting and working for one of these companies. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a consumer, and I like. I know what I like. I like new things, but I only like what I know. I, I think John is on the ball. There is room to move. There's things that we probably don't even know about. I haven't even speculated on yet to be invented and to be you know, brought to the table. And people are like, you know what? That's super cool. Did, did you hear John refer to the paper boy, uh, April Fools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. just, you can see his mind ticking over like, um, but that's what he's publicly talking about. What are the ideas yeah. he's got that he's not publicly talking about? I'm sure there's a million. So let's just see. Um, as for the competitors, tough ask. 
tough ask. There's some brilliant minds who have come into the game and failed and moved on. Um, there's some brilliant minds still in the game um, as competitors. Oh, I'm not seeing anything standing out. I'm not seeing any fireworks shoot up in the air and explode and everyone look at that and go, wow. Mm. I'm hoping yeah. we see that no. soon. I agree. And you don't know what you don't know. And it's very easy for us mm. to sit here and say people should innovate. But, of course, innovation is very difficult. Um, Nathan, let me raise this this question with you. You know what? I mean, innovation is theoretically possible. But does the kind of mere presence of Zwift, because it's so big and it's so powerful... Do you think that almost mitigates against innovation? Because any innovator is going to struggle to get money and they're going to struggle to get attention because, you know, the underpound gorilla is, is, is in the room the whole time. Is, you know, is, so does Zwift's dominance stifle innovation elsewhere? Yes, until you figure out that a picture is better than text. Until you figure out that a quick short video is better than a picture. Until you figure out, like, so Facebook was that. Then something was just a little bit different that was, like, something about what humans were, like, more entertained by. <laughs> or at least this sector of humans were more entertained by. Then, boom, Insta. Well, we better buy Insta. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's Zwift's response. <laughs> like, you know, in the same way that Facebook, you know, responded to. And then now it's like TikTok. Oh, boom. We got to come out with reels on Instagram, you know, because it's so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the same thing across the board. It's all social media. Um, it's all going to be cycling. We haven't hit that thing that is the twist on what we're looking for. Um, and I think it's because... Partially something Shane said a lot early on that a lot of the hardware is way behind a lot of the in a, a lot of the technology is way behind where we could get for this kind of interactivity in a very meaningful way. Somebody cracks that, you know, that nut, that code on meaningful interaction in some sort of new way that I mean, you could talk VR or whatever, but that just got us sick and sweating on hardware that didn't make sense. But, you know, it would have to be kind of that way where it's that different that people go, oh, and it's mm -hmm. attracted to the new entertainment space uh, quickly. So that's my opinion. Yes, 100 percent. Getting attention, getting money be really difficult because you're not going to differentiate yourself um, from Zwift too much with just doing a copycat. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, there is the picking up where Zwift has dropped maybe the ball supposedly, but I am getting the feeling at this point with being around for so long that maybe they weren't dropping the ball. Maybe things really were that hard and that far behind. You know what I mean? So there is that reality too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this stuff is not easy. You know, no, no, you know, nobody should pretend it's easy and it's all very well for us to sit here and say, we want new things all the time, but, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to do. Always, always, always interesting listening to John. Um, okay, just before we leave innovation, um, we actually spend a great deal of time discussing um, the kind of substance of rivals here on the Zwiftcast because, to be brutally frank, there's not often much to discuss. But... Virtual cycling veteran Frank Garcia looks to be on the point of relaunching, don't laugh boys, relaunching his CV Arcade thing. A teaser video shows a radical change of direction. We seem to have left the 1980s graphics world behind, if the teaser is, be, is to be believed, and entered the 21st century with much improved graphics. Well, sorry Frank, but they couldn't honestly have been any worse. Uh, still looks... Look, looks 
It still looks like it's going to struggle to be any kind of rival to the big Z. To me, it has got Frank's proprietary physical equalisation thing. I've never really seen that as a huge selling point myself. I mean, it might be a good idea. It probably is a very good idea, but it's very difficult to explain. And to me, it kind of robs the competition of its edge. But that's me. Uh, There are also rumblings out of the Middle East where my whoosh which clearly has an absolute shed load of cash behind it and has poached staff from Zwift. Looks as though it might be refining its blatantly copycat product this winter. There were some hints about some new features that they're uh, having the works apparently. We pretty have much we have pretty much zero in the way of detail from either of the putative rivals. So this could be a difficult difficult question, Shane, but do you see any real threat to Zwift here? Not at this point in time. Um, There needs to be rubber hitting the road. So the CVRK teaser, awesome. Glad to see Frank still passionate about that and uh, and putting it to Zwift. Zwift needs more competition, let's be honest. Um, So that's cool to see. Uh, My wish, from what I've seen from that so far, they've straight up cloned everything Zwift does. But is is cloning the answer? I'm not sure. Um, That's going to invite lawyers. Um, and things like that, if if Zwift have any IP protected there. Um, Again, it comes back to the innovation. If one of these platforms, regardless of what it is, what platform it is, if they can innovate and they can really do something uh, game-changingly excellent that's going to bring people over, um, that's the way to go. And as what Nathan was talking about before, the social experience, and that's the big one. You need to, the social experience changes the game. Every time you jump on Zwift with a Coco Cadence Bunch, it's a different ride because of who's in the bunch. So it's dictated not by the technology, not by what Zwift are doing, by the people who are in there. So it's really hard to both make a product that's going to attract people and then make it different enough and... It's a tough one to crack. Uh, it goes back to innovation, but I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hoping there's some smart minds behind this that's gonna uh, that'll come out and make us a, a new experience that we can all check out and uh, keep Swift on their toes. Let's be honest. Crack yeah, that well, whip. Yeah, they do need. Yeah, they do need some competition. It's true. Uh, Nathan, God loves a trier, but CV Arcade was hugely and massively tainted by its disastrous launch of a few years ago. Any way back for them? Hmm. I mean, I'm watching the video again right now, and, you know, some of it looks entertaining. Like, there's some cool things that maybe I talked to Frank. No. (laughs) 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 I mean, me and Frank were good buddies. So, like, early on, he was an avid Zwifter, you know, like, super into Zwift. That's where first esports events, you know. So, plenty of interaction has been there about some cool ideas, and that's where Mm -hmm. those first esports events came from. So... You know, there might be some cool functionality in here as I watch the video. The graphics, you know, people are so into graphics. I think some of these are cutscenes rather than actual graphics. Not um, actual gameplay. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, we'll see what they actually deliver on. The kind of development that's needed for them to catch up, you know, and maybe how big their team is and all that kind of stuff, just maybe take five years. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's just a reality that these major companies, huge companies with huge dev, they don't launch for years. You know what I mean? And and mm. really, and, and I don't know how big their dev team is. There's just a lot of questions. So uh, I want to be hopeful for Frank and for CV Arcade because I know the passion that he has there. 
I just don't know the team and what we've seen in the past and all that kind of stuff. But I know one thing about Frank is he is a fighter. So he really, I mean, he really like goes after stuff. So well, yeah, I mean, he's really not giving up. Become not, really know, he, he doesn't like to lose either. I know no, Frank. No, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. Does not you know, like to and, lose. So. And, and all that kind of being laughed at will, you know, on that first launch when... Sorry, Frank, but it was a bit of a joke. Uh, but, you know, that can spur people on. So uh, don't write off Frank Garcia. Don't write him off just yet. OK, change of subject. And last a little bit now from the cycling tips from the top podcast. Eric, uh, Eric Min, was challenged on the idea that Zwift hardware is in trouble. Well, the microchips is the biggest issue with supply chain. Um, and, you know, we have the auto industry chasing the same components mm. as we are. Um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's just a problem for, for everyone. And um, it's causing delays for everyone, including, including us. But it doesn't change our strategy. Our, we believe that we have to be manufacturing hardware in order to grow our business. It's not to take business away from our, our partners. I just don't think they'll make enough. That's the problem. <laughs> and so uh, it's just going, we're just trying to grow the pie. And so it's going to take as long as it takes. Uh, supply chain, logistics costs, all of this is uh, a real thorn in our, in our business plan. But, um, you know, it's the world that we live in at the moment. And um, you know, there's not much we can do about it other than just uh, persevere and, and work as hard as we can to, to get the products that, you know, we have in mind to, to market. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely taking longer than we, we expected. Well, Shane is probably right. It's the chips or lack of them and logistics. Them, they're a problem. And we know that in uh, kind of almost all areas of life, logistics seem to be um, uh, shaping up as a dominant problem in a post-COVID world. We can debate whether or not they're on track, whether or not as a brand new entrant it was always going to be slow and difficult, whether or not we'll see something next year. All the same questions remain and I suspect we'll get the same answer from Eric however many times and in whatever style the question is posed, he's going to say it's the right thing for us to do as a business and it'll take as long as it takes, which is pretty much what he said on the, on the Cycling Tips podcast. But one new and interesting thing did come out of that exchange, Shane. Eric said that their partners, soon to be rivals, the Wahoos, Garmin's and Elites of this world, he said, I just don't think they'll make enough. That's the problem. That was weird. What do you think he meant by that? Uh, those words in that combination, regardless of their meaning, uh, are exactly what I would want to hear as an investor in Zwift who've put, who's put down millions yeah. and millions of dollars. Somebody who doesn't maybe have the finger on the pulse of where this is going and, and how things are going in the industry and the market. Um, I want to hear the CEO of the company that I've invested in saying, oh, the growth's going to be huge. That alludes to a spike yeah. in growth. Um, so I think that's a bit of a, a tickle that's for just investors. Um, Eric, Eric in, in his customary yeah. Super optimistic mode. Yeah. We had some uh, issues with uh, rollout of new trainers and things, supply, because uh, November 2020, no, sorry, uh, it was March, March 2020 when uh, the lockdowns started occurring and things just went crazy. No one could get a trainer. Companies are pretty much caught up now from what I can see. There's no demand. There's no people just scrounging for any trainer they can get. However, growing the pie 
is a great idea because if you can spread, if you can get more hardware out there, there's more chance of people being on Zwift. I think they've saturated the, the market of people who have got smart trainers. If you've got a smart trainer, you know what Zwift is. So they've touched all those bases. Yeah. Now it's time to grow that. And adding more hardware to that pool is going to help. Can they do it at scale that's going to rival the, the Wahoos and the scale that Tax slash Garmin have got? I don't know. Not with Gen 1. That's going to be a tough ask. So... Mm. Mm. Patience required. I mean, that, you know, Eric, I think, probably gets asked about this a lot, and he says the same thing every time, and it doesn't really take us any further forward. So I think, I think we'll just close that what? subject of discussion at the moment. Nathan's signalling wildly. Do you want to add, add something on this, dude? Well, I mean, <clears throat> the question then off of Shane is, but they own the platform that owns the space. So, Control. yeah, can they That's, compete, yeah. right? So can they compete with the demand? It might not matter. <laughs> like, you know, like like in some ways, or at least maybe not even demand in quality or who knows what it is, they still own the platform or are making hardware for it that owns the whole space. So it's a they're going to play. Yep. They're going to play no matter what then, you know? Yep. Yep. So Because yep. they can do things that nobody else can do. With the platform then too. Ooh, did I go too far? Oh, I might have touched the hot button. No, 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 no. Well, no, that's been said before. Yeah, you know, they're probably right. Why wouldn't they? You know, if you were the, if you were that business, you you would do that. Anyway, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, right, let's move on to racing matters. Uh, and just before I launch into into my script on this, uh, uh, we were given a little bit of data on this season on Zwift, uh, some stuff we didn't know before. This was an interesting little snippet we got. Um, 20% of Swifters now compete, which is, that's really gone up. That, 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 you know, that has, that has kind of doubled, I think, uh, certainly from the early days. Anyway, uh, let's talk racing uh, and let's talk land grabs, or in Zwift's case, consolidation and advancement of its critically important relationships with the biggest powers in cycling, the UCI and ASO, respectively the ruling body, and the owners of the biggest racers, including Le Tour. The first big landmark in what's going to be a really big summer next year for Zwift came in Paris, where, as tradition demands every October, much of the pro-cycling circus assembled at the Palais de Congrès for the announcement of next summer's Tour route. This year, of course, one Huge difference, not one route reveal, but two. And arguably, the new element made the biggest splash, and that, of course, was Le Tour de France femme avec Zwift. Unless you spent the last few weeks on Mars, you'll know that Zwift has joined forces with ASO to revive the women's race under the banner of the world's biggest sporting event, Le Tour de France. The women will compete uh, across eight stages, with a spectacular start on Le Champs-Élysées and a grandstand finish on La Planche du Belfil next July. And one of the best-known and most successful Zwift women racers, Ashley Moulman Passio, was up on stage in Paris to give her take on why this is so important. Today is a really big day uh, for women's cycling. I think it's only really hit home uh, today, sitting here in the auditorium, you know, watching the presentation. It's the first time you know, we've, we really feel part of the Tour de France movement. And I think it's just such an important um, day for the future of women's cycling because today is actually important for the young girls um, who are going to be able to watch us race next year. Um, and that's important because it's, hopefully it inspires them to become great cyclists one day themselves. 
I'm super excited. Um, it really exceeded all expectations. Um, and I think that the Tour de France Femmes of X Swift has really done the first edition um, justice. It's a really epic course. Um, there's something for everyone, flat stages, gravel stages, long stages, punchy stages, and then a really awesome finish. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's going to keep everyone on the edge of their seats till the very last stage. Massive. Ma Massive. No other word for it. <laughs> Zwift is a title sponsor of one of the world's greatest sporting events and will be closely affiliated with what is already being recognised as a paradigm shift for the advancement of women's cycling. And it's a four-year deal. And it's completely consistent with everything that Zwift has done for women's cycling since day one. I mean, it's hard not to sound like a drooling, slavish fanboy when it comes to the discussion of all this, Shane. Four-year deal. Four years. They're committed. Yeah. That is really, really good. Something for them to be proud of, for every worker at Zwift to be a part of, um, that they've created the platform. And even back to John, sitting in his little basement, his little dungeon, doing his little John things with his code, that enabled to, um, such a massive shift in the world of cycling. They, they've mm. re-enabled this to take place. That's that's pretty cool. I'm super excited. Um, look, off the back of the women's uh, world champs, the women's road race at the Olympics, what we've seen lately and the coverage of that, which has been on par with the men's as well, which yep. I've been very happy with. We're a cycling household here. Uh, my wife cycles and watches all that racing. My son's a fan of the bikes now. He knows how to watch races and knows how to cheer. Um, it's great. It's great. I really hope the coverage is going to be just as good as the men's. Um, I'm sure it will be, given it just sort of rolls on. Um, I'm surprised they didn't hold a stage on Zwift, though. Hmm, maybe something we'll see in the future. In the future, future. Well, I, th I think some some details are still to be still to be announced. Um, this was this was ASO's show, I think. But mm. the, the the fact that Zwift was so significant in it is in itself significant. I mean, you know, this is just um, you know, it's a long way off yet, but this is going to be huge, 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 huge. Four years, four years. That's awesome. I can't believe that. Yeah, that yeah. is well, that an is, initial yeah. four year deal. I think yeah. they've probably got yeah. an option to to extend as part of the original deal. That's awesome. uh, this, I think, Nathan is a it's a perfect ex illustration actually of why the rivals to Zwift are just so far adrift in the rearview mirror. It's not just money, though that's obviously a critical factor. It's the fact that Zwift has patiently built a relationship with ASO. Zwift pulled off a virtual TDF last year in COVID times. And this sponsorship just makes so many senses, uh, so much sense in so many ways. Yeah, I wanted to use the word culture. Zwift has done a very good job of getting into the traditions of cycling culture. Yep. And um, and now the culture is coming back to Zwift. Ashley Milman Passio has a community team in the Zwift Racing League that we commentate on in the European division, actually, and is bringing up other individuals through that. So not only do we have this major flagship you know, highest level, but from the highest level, they're getting involved and want to be involved in this ground up manner as well, um, which is really cool to see, especially around the women's cycling. And, um, you know, it, it's really just really, really well done because they're also part of a culture moment. So that's not going anywhere either. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you go? You can't do anything about that as a competitor. Like, that's just like momentous in history kind of a thing. Zwift did this with the ASO and supported it. Bam, women's cycling has taken a whole new step and you're right alongside that. It's a, a, an awesome milestone and will be a part of cycling tradition in a lot of ways. Yeah, 
Congratulations, Swift. You know, I mean, they, they totally deserve this. Um, they've, they've put so much into it, and it's, it's great to see it paying off now. Another relationship which Swift has invested in heavily with the UCI has also started paying big dividends again with the announcement of the official eSports World Championships on Swift next February. A number of really interesting points arising here. Uh, bear with me while I list them. The timing. The event is now plumb in the middle of peak season for Zwift. To my mind, that adds authority and credibility. It's now not merely an appendage to the IRL event. The qualification process, 23 national federations are awarded the ability to nominate riders, but this time there's a, a, a new, a much easier, much more accessible pathway for community racers to get in. The decision itself, this is speculation on my part, but I don't think the decision to award the champs to the Zwift platform was a fait accompli. I'm betting there was some kind of tendering process and that for sure rival, program, uh, rival platforms would have been interested, but Zwift won it. And finally, amidst all the positivity, a bit of a downer. The course is on the New York map. A spanking new map or even a different course might have been nice. New York is not the most popular map, I think it's safe to say. Let's unpick those points a little. Uh, Nathan, uh, the new pathway, I mean, go to Zwift Insider if you want details on this, but, but essentially it's now much, much, much easier for the top community racers to get a place as part of the National Federation, this new pathway. I mean, that's just a slam dunk great decision, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely awesome to see. I think um, there's just been some things put in place as far as organization goes uh, in order to kind of get ahead of it and say, here's how it's going to happen and plan. I think there just wasn't a plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, just to be honest, like, well, we have to have world championships and there wasn't really... Seeing the plan, though, is coming off of the organization that we have in place now, right? It's like you had to recreate the wheel a little bit. So, well, now the wheel's there and we can roll with it. So... Um, now they can make a plan off the organization that is a sport. I mean, if you don't have a sport really developed at the ground level up from grassroots all the way to world, where are you picking from? Well, now we have grassroots racing on Zwift. Hey, look, we can tell people that are in that space to go over here. And before we didn't really have that. We had a bunch of different organizations kind of doing things and esports team popping up with random sponsors here and there, but they didn't know where to point anything. Now we have Zwift Racing League, WTRL, and boom, they're going to help manage out of the community. And there's a couple other paths you can do too. So it just makes a lot of sense as far as the timing goes and what's been developed over time in the racing community. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like a big, big refinement in this. A really, really important one. Uh, shaming the, uh, Shane, the timing point, February, absolutely perfect for Zwift. Bang in the middle of the season. Well, Northern Hemisphere at least. But, you know, uh, February is way, and, and, and standalone in February, rather than kind of tacked on to the September Worlds. You know, another big and important development, I think. I think Zwift Racing is evergreen. I think it's around the clock, 24-7. There's, there's no real season. It just continues to roll on, um, especially now that I think this is more of a focus towards the eSports specialist rather than bringing in the pro tour racer who might be yeah. on, on an off-season or on a build or something like that. It's to showcase the platform. I think Zwift has, has enough foothold now um, to showcase their own talent uh, that's been brought up through those racing leagues that Nathan was talking about. Um, so timing-wise, I think they could hold that any time of year and people will target it and be there like, full guns blazing 6.6 .6 watts per kilo all day long 
and more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, February it's not going to get in the way of July. You know, it yep. is the middle yep. of peak season. It, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good choice. Platform choice, the choice of Zwift as the platform for the world. Shane, did you? Do you share my speculation that this was likely to have been competitive rather than just a, a shoe-in for, for Zwift? Uh, I'd love to know if there was a tendering process and what, what was involved. Um, I guess being very friendly in the past with the UCI might have helped. Being friendly with the well, ASO might have helped, yeah, might have persuaded. Yeah, yeah. And, and the ability to actually pull it off technically too. I think the virtual Tour de France, like there's always technical hitches under the hood, but I think they did an okay job. Um, and they're showing promise to even Im- like improve that even further. Pack dynamics, uh, better timing. Uh, maybe I'm calling for adding steering. Let's add steering to this. Uh, like really showcase what East sports is of on Zwift in 2022 um hmm. yeah yeah uh nathan i was a little deflated when i read the press release and i got to like the third paragraph and it was what i wanted the words to say were and it's going to be on a brand new course and the words <laughs> actually said it's going to be on new york now we don't know what's gone on behind the scenes there could well be excellent reasons for this uh, this choice could they be racing reasons it's it's the knickerbocker circuit it's got the uh, the common it including a 17 percent ramp that's going to cause some splits and separations do you think do, do you do you want to go against my my slightly negative disappointment uh, sentiments towards course choice here is it a is it a better course choice than i think it is um you like to go on scenic rides <laughs> Are you racing I, I, lately? I, I think Have that, you been think, racing lately? I think that's an insult. Is that an insult? <laughs> it's not an insult. You <laughs> like to go I think it's an insult. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't ride New York much at all. You want to go race? Look, last year was traditional in a lot of ways. It was Watopia. It's super classic. Everybody trained, and I was in with some of the teams, doing some recons with them and teaching them how to race that course. It's everyone's looking forward to the Ford Watopia KOM. That's amazing. You know why? Because we used to do the KOM challenges and all this cool stuff way back in the day. And it's kind of iconic that it happened on there. But we all waited around for that final. And that produced a world champion for that course, right? Right on. That's, they're not taking anything away from that. You want to race a race? Yorkshire, New York. Um, I mean, like, you want a, a race that's going to be hard, world champion type race? Knickerbocker, you go up. Have yeah. you, how many times you, you don't? Maybe you don't like New York because there's a 15% gradient in your face. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I just raced it with some PD guys the other day in that that pack dynamics test, and whoo, I was not looking forward to two times up that climb on the on the on the clear roads and the glass roads in future New York. So, you know, I think making it a really hard course and getting the best course that's gonna make. The racers able to make the best world champion. That's absolutely awesome. Look, I'm already getting the commentary mode because I'm excited. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> so well, yes, I, I think th- that's the good choice if you're looking for quality. Uh, it doesn't have to be that course, New York necessarily, but it's a good course for that. Yeah. Okay. A sterling defense of New York is a, a racing choice from from Nathan there, and we shouldn't let our subjective ambivalence to New York cast too big a pall over this. Uh, almost all of what's been announced. Well, actually pretty much all actually has been very very positive something to look forward to in february right on (laughs) 
Uh, right then, uh, Shane, I can see on my video feed, has just flicked the switch that says rant mode <laughs> on. <laughs> Here's the background. Another announcement from HQ, which has caused a little bit of offline head-scratching amongst this trio. Uh, Local Legends is a recent-ish initiative from Strava, Strava, whereby you get an award if you do a segment a lot. Okay? Dead easy to understand. Uh, open to everybody. You don't have to be a great climber uh, to win win a little prize. Uh, and generally, that segment is not going to be too far from your front door. Hence the name Local Legend. Well, now it's going to be Zwiftified, which in some ways is encouraging. Hold the rant, Shane. Hold the rant. Uh, <laughs> some ways is encouraging because the idea that Zwift and, Stra- and Strava work together much more closely than they do now, that's great news. Uh, But in other ways, it's a bit mystifying. How can you be a local legend on a global platform? And how do they defend this against the attack of the bots? Shane, off you go. (sighs) I saw this coming. I saw this coming. Now, Local Legends has been around for around 13 or 14 months now outdoors. If you ride a segment up and down a few times, you get a lollipop. Great. Well done. You're the best at that. You've done that. As, you don't have to be the fittest. You don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the lightest. It, it's it's a reward for riding to work on the same route more than anybody else. Okay, cool. I get that. It's a participation award. It can be cool. Uh, from a technical perspective, there is like less than nothing to be excited about by this. On Zwift, there is no change. In-game, nothing. Nothing changes on Zwift. This is not a Zwift feature at all. This is simply Strava going, oh, you know what? There's a little bit we'll flip on this segment. Yeah, let's flip it 25 times. Hey, new feature. They've done nothing. There is no integration. There is no technical anything with this. That's that's behind the scenes on this. And I, I gave that feedback to Zwift and to Strava on this. I'm like, you know, the memers have like a field day with local legends. You guys are putting us on a virtual platform. They're going to eat this alive. So let me eat this alive in my video, which I'm, I should just play my video, which I'll be publishing very shortly. Um, <laughs> a few reasons, a few reasons there's problems with this. Super enthusiasts on Zwift. You'll never beat them. They will ride up and down, up and down, up and down. Hell, I bet you there's a guy who'll do it without a saddle. He'll ride up and down, <laughs> nonstop, <laughs> and take that title. And that's cool. That's, that's cool. I mean, if people, it's going to get people to ride bikes more often and do more things and achieve great things like V-Everesting and all that. Great. That, that's cool. But we just need to realize that us mere mortals will never, ever, ever reach local legend status on any of these segments. If you do, it's going to be short-lived because that crazy person in a good way who loves to ride is going to go back and take that title off you um and as you mentioned this i mean there's no local in global riding to and from work you're competing against 10 people you're competing against 100 people maybe a thousand on a really busy route on zwift you're competing against what a hundred thousand two hundred thousand four hundred four hundred thousand people those those segments are global so there's nothing about that and as i've I make the joke that that's the reality of virtual reality. And uh, GP Sheepy makes an appearance in my video for that bad dad joke. Um, and cheaters. Today, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing laps of uh, Libby Hill. I'm riding up and down, up and down, up and down. Okay, I'm going to increase my performance on Libby Hill. I did eight reps. Um, the KOM at the time before the data had processed, which is another issue with this thing. The data isn't even processed with this yet on release. So we don't even know what these titles are, who, who actually holds them. Um someone had already botted that climb and had ridden up and down 123 times but hadn't actually done it um, with a, mm. a fake a fake account and all that. So 
there's a lot more work that needs to be done for this to be called innovation. And at the end of my video, I, I sort of put a comparison with the new Apple Mac that I've just put down a lot of cash for and the amazing hardware that is and the lack of innovation, the lack of excitement. I mean, this is lame. This is so lame. <laughs> it is just... So, look. So, well, okay, can I, can, I come, can I interject? So the spirit of it is more like like branding and all that the local it's such a good point because yeah. to me I'm seeing like speedrunner spaces or like you know here's the top 10 Zwifters in the whole world for experience it's that same kind of like spirit of the idea you know that same branding that needs to come around it is like well these are like the elite of the elite this isn't mm. just something that's accessible to you because it is a worldwide platform where it's like it's a Tim Searle type thing same kind of deal and there are websites like that um in the gaming world where people like these people are legends like they're actually legends in the world because they have done they've killed this many boars in world of warcraft and nobody was willing to grind that hard you know like but yeah it's not local in any way whatsoever so the branding doesn't come over well it needs to be a totally different sell yeah it's yeah. i like the concept this was an easy win like if you're talking low-hanging fruit this is rotten fruit on the ground this is so low-hanging <laughs> fruit this is a one-bit flip in a database really come on my um, i also give, like my competitive spirits trying to like find some sort of like you know silver i wanted to here, love I this i want I, I ran the numbers yeah. too you know you know somebody actually somebody's ran over two and a, about two thousand laps of um the running course that's the latest local legend has over 2,000 yeah. laps. Elpta Zwift has over, I think, 113 a sense of Elpta Zwift in ni the last 90 days. Um, these things are unobtainable. I mean, but kudos, again, using this driver term, to people who are on the list and who are local legends, but we're not going to see the rollover like we expect. It's just mm. going to be a, an announcement. Yeah, that's great. Um, in my video, I do discuss a true integration that I would love to see that would actually address something, and I'll, I'll leak it here because you're probably going to watch the video as well. Um, look, imagine having Strava live segments in Zwift in yeah, real yeah, time yeah. pop up yeah. and pace you against your personal best, against your friends, against the KOM. Um, like second Per, second by second as well pacing not just a single like you've got to get to the top in two minutes yeah that's it and that's all i know um, no strava has like every single centimeter every second um that you've written and the pace that you've written that in you can do comparatives that that would be integration where i'm like you know what i've got some pretty cool new hardware coming and that's some pretty cool new software that these companies have worked together with but we have local yeah. legends that's no. <laughs> bad i i i i share the skepticism uh, <laughs> as expressed by by both of you the, the the only straw at which i would clutch is that this could be a signal that strava and zwift are going to work much more closely together in the future which would be a good thing as you said shane to actually deliver some real innovation mm. i you know like, like you say live segments would be just absolutely terrific okay that is nearly it we're all going away to look eagerly forward to all the spanking new features as outlined in tsoz but just before we go a last word from john mayfield talking to cycling tips podcast john was talking about the early days about the barriers to entry on zwift and about how they were overcome the barrier to entry is huge. You know, you've got to, got to figure out what all the pieces are that you need. So yeah, I, you know, again, I thought there's really 50,000 people that want to jump through all these hoops and hook up all these wires and figure out all the stuff they got to buy just to pedal it. You know, as it turns out, like, it seems like it was such a game changer for people riding indoors that it was worth 
jumping through those hoops. And there was more people than I thought that were willing to do so. And maybe they had, maybe some of them had to have their friends come over and get them set up or whatever, but that community was there to really help people out. I mean, it wasn't us having to do all the customer support. It was Facebook groups from other passionate Zwifters helping figure out what, you know, what you need. And it was an amazing community, um, especially at the start. I mean, it still is, but when you have a group of like 5,000 early adopters, they're really, <laughs> they're really drinking the Kool-Aid at the beginning and they love what's going on. Well, those Kool-Aid drinkers without fishing desperately for compliments, chaps, they were us, uh, especially you, Shane, <laughs> with your critically important YouTube explainers and you, Nathan, with your Pathfinder role with racing commentary. Uh, but enough of all that nonsense. The broader point is that John absolutely recognises the uber importance of the Zwift community in helping to build the company. And it was really nice to hear him call that out, actually. And it generally remains an extremely supportive and vibrant community, even though it has now inevitably split into a, a large number of tribes. Uh, John, John sees this. He sees the whole community thing. And there have been times when I've wondered, and we've wondered, if everybody else at HQ have seen it quite as clearly. I actually think, especially things like TSOZ and this week, um, brave Charlie Eisendorf plunging into Zwift races, basically asking to be crucified by requesting feedback on the pace of new features. I actually think that's changing now. Am I right, Shane? Has there been an increasing focus on the relationship with the community in a good way? Um, I think they're across it. I think they have their finger on their pole, on, on the pulse of the community. Uh, probably a little more now that uh, it's been raised. Like a lot of frustrations have been raised. Like you're not listening to us, please. This is what we want. Mm. And I think enough time has passed and enough people have screamed for them to go, yeah, look, we better go back and see what they're talking about. But let's go back and see what they're screaming about. Early on, it was oh, it was the community. Um, I think we mentioned in the last episode or not too long ago that I think the, the first two years of Swift, they didn't advertise. They didn't need to. The excitement was there. The community was there. The community built the base of what Zwift is founded on. Um, so I think there's, yeah, they're turning back and looking at what we're up to. And I know John is on Reddit. He's an active user of Reddit. So I know they read what's going on and you can get some really interesting snippets if you follow John on Reddit. So mm. um, yeah, they're active participants. Um, it, it's a tough one though to put your identity behind a lot of the community posts and, uh, you know, and jump on Ventus and, you know, be a part of that. Uh, we saw uh, a Zwift exec jump into a Ventus one day and try to just calm the herd a little bit. That backfired. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to know the audience yeah. there. You got to know. You got to know <laughs> yeah. the audience in that space and what what the expectation is of that space. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. So I think they're listening, which is good. It's a good thing. Yeah, Nathan, a more responsive, more listening, I mean, more community-minded Swift now that the kind of pandemic panic that, that that was caused within the company by the explosive growth that that that, that kind of phase is over now, or at least they found a way of dealing with it. The E-World Champs pathway, I mean, that's another example, I think. Do you, do you think there's been a bit of a step change in, in their wish to foster better relations with the community? Yeah, I think um, I have two different, like, attitude stances in my head with that, where in one, it's like, this is our product and we're making this thing, startup space, and leave us, like, we're going to, we got stuff going on over here. And don't worry about it. Whereas now it's like I get a picture in my head of like empty roads. And what are you going to do without anybody there? Um, and knowing that uh, the game is the community more so and what they want and what they're uh, what they're asking for is really, really important because they're going to get the best ideas, you know, about what's going to hit and what's going to land and, and do really, really well. 
so two, I definitely sense a different attitude. I hear a lot more from all the different people inside Zwift asking questions outwardly, yeah. like reaching a hand out a lot more rather than holding in and answering questions from us. It feels like, well, what do you think? And it feels like a listen to conversation rather than a poking, trying to get in there, what's happening. And now this also TSOZ says that same outward reach of like, here we are, vulnerability, um, which is going to increase the relationship with the community. Yeah, no, I, th I think we've actually, the three of us, uh, um, and I think we can include Eric on, on Swift Insider in this, we've seen a bit of a change in um, in the way they, they relate with us as well. They've, uh, they have they seem more interested in um, what we have to say. Good luck to them with that. Um, anyway, uh, last word, very, very last word. Lance on Swift, yes. The boss. It's really, it's really him, the devil incarnate, the most <laughs> controversial cyclist in human history is on the platform and still he raises hackles. Shane. Level six. Level six, Lancey. Is he level six? Yeah. Is, it, is it time to forget? I don't want to get into the Lance debate here so much, I really don't, but let's just confine it to to his participation on Swift. Uh, is it time to forgive and forget? Should we allow him to ride in... Should the, the, the cycling community allow him to ride in peace on Swift? <laughs> You'll never be left alone if he's riding with his real name, with the tick next to his name. <laughs> and the little we do kit. Oh, he's going to cop it forever. Uh, whether he's deserving of that, that's, I guess, up to people's opinions. Look, yeah, yeah. you should clickbait this, Simon. You could get a lot of, uh, a lot of comments on this, whatever we say about Lance. Look, he changed... Changed cycling. He completely changed cycling. For the good, the bad, that's entirely up to the listener to decide. Um, he got me on a bike, to be honest, 2003, watching the tour, got some US postal nicks after seeing Lance dominate. Away I went. I rode. That's why I'm here. It's part of what I'm, part of my story. Um, yeah, look, I think we need to embrace everybody. Isn't Zwift about inclusion, yeah, well, about everything? Yeah. Yep, let's get him on there. Is he weight doping, though? Is it, or just normal doping? That's my question. Oh, don't go there. Oh. Don't go there. Jeez. Oh, are we going to, we got to get Zada oh. on this. I mean, this is oh. going to be Zada's top activity at this point. <laughs> hey, Zada, I'm, Zada may get a donation of $100,000. Who knows? <laughs> From an anonymous source, signed LA. Oh, it's, look, it, so he's he got a human. on on he's, the 15th. I didn't know until you guys just he's said He's back. It. He's, actually, like, he's he, on on the 15th. Yeah, he Let's did. Delta Swift didn't done. get to the top. Didn't get to the top of Elta Zwift. Have a look I at that. I just checked Elta it out. Zwift. My time's better than Lawrence Armstrong's. Up hey, there you go. Hey, hey, hey. He's only got 710 followers. I mean, nobody knows. Why are we telling people this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, it, because in the, in this new spirit that, that HQ is now leading, you know, a kind of... He has of, a verified uh, badge. So yeah, HQ have given him a verified badge. So It's the yeah. real Lance. We should let him... We should, we should welcome him. Get yeah. him on the podcast. So you want Let's me to do, do a Twitch? Do you want me to do a Twitch group ride with Lance Armstrong and see how yeah, that goes? Is that yeah, all right? You all right. Well, um, okay, Zwift Community Live, Lance Armstrong. Oh boy, let's do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what HQ's even going to say about that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! See, that even that, I'm like squirming. Like, really? Can I even do that? Am I going to get in trouble? Like, I'll talk to the guy, but uh, <laughs> so anyways. I might drop him an email and recommend he signs up for the Trombike. That is it. That is it for episode 101. Thank you very much, boys. I'm very enjoyable, as ever. Talk to you next time. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks. See ya.